This is the Momentum Podcast. I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them, break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny. We define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future. And instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. I'm excited for everybody to hear this because there is so much going on right now. I, I, I want to acknowledge, I'm recording, we're recording this on January 14th, and things are certainly in a very unique place in the country, in the world, um, from any point of view, but... I think there's a lot of distraction around all of that. And I want everyone to get an update on new funds that are available for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial small businesses. And so with that, I'd like to bring in my good friend, Pam Pryor. Pam, thank you so much for uh, for coming and doing this with me. Hey, you bet. It's nothing like trying to keep up with the uh, the news in real time on everything. And the PPP <laughs> loans are nothing nothing different than everything else right now. Yeah. Yeah. This has been, this has been an unprecedented time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I want to stick to the topic that we're here to talk about, which is the, the stimulus money as it directly relates to entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And what I want to make sure that we talk about is first for those people who missed out on, and this is what, what it's called. It's the PPP um, program. What does that stand for again? Payroll protection program. Payroll Protection Program. So what this is, is the government wanted to uh, help subsidize payrolls in for any business that's in business right now. As long as you apply and you have the right numbers, you can get your payroll subsidized. And it's it's it, and really the right numbers is pretty much almost every business in the country, as long as you're uh, business in good standing that, that is there. And so, um, Pam, what is uh, give us an idea of. The, the new money that's available. So there is a new program, right? This mm -hmm. is like stimulus round two. How yep. much money is available for small businesses? 284.5 billion this time. It was 540 billion or 520 billion went out the first time. Uh, and the issue was the 520 billion went out very heavily to larger businesses. Yeah. So this particular round of 284.5 sounds like it's less money, but if all of this goes to small businesses, then there'll be more small businesses covered than there were by the first 540 billion. Fingers crossed that that happens and it doesn't get silly like it did last time because yep. it, now that it's come out, so some of the businesses have gotten money, it's, it's confusing and challenging. I don't wanna get stuck on that either. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this new money. Yeah, so they exactly like you said, it got really bad the last time. So what they've done is they've actually set up a timeline here. Okay. So Monday and Tuesday of this week was only available to first time borrowers and only through what they call community financial institutions or CFI, very small local banks that very often focus on underserved and small businesses. As of Wednesdays, 
Wednesday this week, yesterday, those same banks could lend to uh, second time borrowers as well. As of this Friday, as in tomorrow, the institutions that are a little bit bigger than the CFIs, but under a billion in assets are going to be open for lending and taking applications. So that's kind of the big thing is they kind of the last time all the big businesses came in and took all the money and yeah. the big banks. So they're keeping the big banks stiff armed until after we, they haven't even determined the date. They're going to let the big, big banks back in. So if you are and one other thing, you don't have to have a relationship with the bank for them to give you a PPP loan. So you don't have to have a checking account with them or a credit card with them. You can go into one of these institutions that's a billion in assets or lower. And I'll tell you how, how you might a good way to identify those uh, here in a minute uh, and go apply for your money. And now, as of yesterday, first time and second time borrowers can both do that. Um, a few things around this. Second time borrowers, there are a couple of little quirks, uh, some of them good, some of them, actually, I think all of them good. Wait, can we just pause for a second? I just want to give everybody context on why this is so crucially important right now. What happened with the first money that was put out to, to save small businesses is now that, that the reporting's coming out, big businesses got them. A lot of very large businesses got a lot of PPP money. And mm -hmm. so that money was was taken in huge chunks. And with the intention was that, that it would be a lot of, a, a lot more smaller loans. And instead, the government let the money. And, and again, this was a, a program that was put together last minute. Uh, everybody was trying to get money out and, and save people in the economy. But they've let they let money go to, to what a lot have argued is the wrong businesses. So what's so crucial about this new amount of money is that by first going through first time borrowers, it's people who missed out the first time. What's also important is that uh, by going to these smaller community banks, they're not, they don't have access to the larger organizations because uh, they, that's not their business. That's not what they do. And so now there's a lot more money, like Pam said, fingers crossed, you know, whenever it comes to the government, I never like <laughs> things working um, like they explain that they should, but fingers crossed, a lot more small businesses are going to get a lot more of this money, which is super important. Yeah. And that's what I say. It may not be perfect this time around, but they certainly learned their lesson the first time and they're keeping the money right now out of the hands of the Chase and the Morgan Stanleys and all of those larger companies who are just giving it away to the big companies. So acting quickly is really key, Alex. And that's the thing I want to drive home, because once this does get in the hands of the big banks, you know, it, it, all bets are off. It'll probably get consumed pretty quickly. Um, so. As of Friday, if you're if you've got a relationship with kind of a mid tier bank or if you need to develop a new relationship, one of the things, Alex, that I passed on to your team and I think they're going to make the link available is the SBA actually put a, 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 a lender match thing out that's from the SBA, because here's what I'll tell you, a lot of players who may or may not be the most legit people in the world, although if they're doing a PPP program, they're pretty constrained. But you're seeing emails come in left and right from these people who are like, we've got the application, we've got the application. That They're third-party people that do some of these, and they don't actually have access to money yet. They're just getting your application. And a lot of count with two of my clients now, what has happened, who they, they went off and, and did this on their own before I could stop them. The lender came back and said, ah, we can't give you a PPP loan right now, but we'll lend you 20000 bucks." And that's not a forgivable loan. That's conflated with the PPP stuff. So stay away from 
ads from people yeah. don't answer those uh, but this list that i'm giving you guys is actually from the sba and it's a lender match you put in a couple things like your company name your zip code some contact information mm -hmm. and they identify eligible vendors whose application processes are open okay. so that's a huge i, I really can't um, say strongly enough that that's a good thing to do is that just a url pam yeah it is and it's, uh, it's i sent that um I don't have it handy right now, but I know Haley's got it. If okay. you can drop it in the chat, that's great. Okay, cool. Um, so a couple other things. If you are in what's called a, a NAICS code of 72, which is just to make that in English, it's restaurants, hotels, uh, caterers, bars, that kind of thing. You can get up to three to five times one month's payroll. Everybody else's loan amount is constrained to 2.5 times one month's payroll. The other little exception they're making for those industries is that anybody can apply with 500 employees or less. Whereas all of us other entrepreneurs who aren't in those industries, it's 300 employees or less in order to qualify. And you only get 2.5 times one month's payroll. So, if you're a second time borrower and there's no problem with being a second time borrower, absolutely try it. Two, two or three things. One is you have to be able to show that your 2020 revenue in some period was at least 25% less than 2019 uh, revenue in the same period. How, how, how long of a period does that have to be, Pam? So a little hazy, but the general, um, uh, assumptions or the general interpretation is that any quarter over a similar quarter in the next year or the whole year over the year. Now, some people are saying, well, why not six months if that's a better answer? So I just suggest you do it every which way. The application is going to ask for those numbers. And the application is a standard SBA application that every bank's going to use. Uh, they'll probably stick their logo on it, but it's going to be the standard application. And if you don't qualify, you don't qualify, but find the best comparison. So pick a, like Q1 in 2019, see how much revenue it was. Q, Q1 in 2020, see how much revenue it was. If, if it's 25% less, you've got your period, go with it. If that doesn't work, try Q2 versus Q2. If that doesn't work, try the first half versus the first half. If that makes sense, just keep trying all the combinations. So have to be parallel periods though. Yes, bingo. Okay. Got it. Bingo. So parallel periods from one year to the next and 90 days to six months. Bingo. Okay. Like 90 days to a year. 90 days to a year. So you can try it always. You can, you can try total. 25%. Yep. Total 19 versus total 20. Yeah. If it's different, then you can count that. Um, so the other thing is you have to have fully used your first PPP loan. I don't think that's going to be an issue for anybody, but you have to have fully used it. What does that mean, Pam? I saw, you know, when I hear something like that, I, so I look at it as like, what, what exactly does that mean? Does that mean you had to have put it into your account and then it had to have come out of the account? How do they, how do you use that money? So here's the easiest interpretation of that. If you've completed a forgiveness application and it's hundred percent forgiven, or you, you've applied for 100% forgiveness, you've used the money. And in, in short, if between the time you got the money and 24 weeks later, you used at least that much money in payroll, rent, utilities, 
then you've used the money. Okay. And I would argue that in almost every case, unless you've shut down, that's going to be, you're going to be able to prove that out. Um, so that's the other key there. Um, let me think the, Oh, if you're self-employed, you're still qualify for PPP um, relief. And what they use is the net income on your schedule C plus any employee wages that you might, you may be getting. So, and farmers and ranchers, I don't know if you have any of those, but they're also qualified and it's via schedule F. So anybody who is in that shape knows exactly what we're talking about. Um, so the key here is fast. The other really good thing, Alex, remember how we had to worry about, is it rent? Is it utilities? Is yes. it fun? This year it's cut. This time you could use it for anything operational. Got so it. don't go buy yourself a Ferrari, but you know, if you need to pay your suppliers, if you need to pay rent, if you have property damages, if you're one of these storefronts that's been damaged, supplies, that kind of stuff. Makes so much more sense that way. It's so much easier. It was and so convoluted before. Yeah. And this makes it a little bit easier to figure out. Um, and then the other thing that's a little quirky is if you're going to get a second loan, you have to know what the SBA's number was on your first loan. So you're going to have to haul out that paperwork. Um, that's tripped up a couple of people. Um, the other big thing, and then I'll just recap the highlights, is that it does appear that loans both from the first round and this round, if they're under $150,000, will be automatically forgiven as long as the owner sends in a signed affidavit that says, I use this in accordance with, you know, 100% forgiveness. So that looks like it's sticking through this legislation. Um, let me just make sure there are no major new things. <laughs> Pam's literally lying. Literally like, because that's that. But that's that's how this has been throughout this entire thing. It's like daily updates. Yep. Pam, um, if there isn't anything brand new, let's let's go to the forgiveness process of the first loans. Yeah. So um if somebody got and, and without getting into too much of the detail, because we can get buried in the detail, but the process is actually about how to do it. Not all the details. It's like, this is where you need to go to apply. Right. right. So, how, so if somebody got the money before, what is their step now to make sure that they get as much of that or all of it forgiven? Yeah. Okay. So go back to the institution that lent you the money. So if you remember with PPP loans, it's not directly from the SBA, it's with a bank. You go back to that bank, every bank, almost has the forgiveness form now out on their website somewhere. So just go to your bank's website and look up PPP loan forgiveness form. If you log into your account at your bank, most banks have a thing at the top that says, here's your forgiveness application. So you click on that and fill it out. Now, like you said, the details are ridiculous. It's stupid. Crazy. You have to do like five podcasts. Haley and I have had two calls. I mean, Katie and I have had two calls on yours and it's just, it's just insane what you have to do, but ultimately you just fill out every number they ask you to fill out and attach. And they're going to have, it's a three or four page thing. Follow the instructions. That's all. Just follow the instructions. And it's going to ask for some attachments, most of them from your payroll system. And if you've said basically what you're saying is here's what I spent the money on. If you spend it entirely on payroll, you just have to attach your payroll reports. If you've spent it on payroll, rent, utilities, they're going to have you attach something that proves you paid those bills. And then they're going to calculate it that the, the application, you'll actually know when you finish filling it out, it'll tell you 
your loan is, you know, X percent forgiven. And then you submit that to the bank. Now, here's the real honest truth. Every bank I've talked to, without exception, has put out these forgiveness applications and is telling you to fill them out and get them in. And I recommend that you do because you don't want to trip over any live wires here. But you're not going to hear back anytime soon because they're submitting these to the SBA and the SBA is drowning. They're not getting any of them back and saying, you're forgiven, you're forgiven, you're forgiven. So don't hold your breath for that. And the other thing, uh, Pam prior prediction is that that 150 limits going to go up. So I am pretty sure that by the time we're done, we'll be at two, 250, maybe even higher where they're just going to say, forget that application you filled out, send me this affidavit instead. Yeah. Because they can't hand, they can't, they can't handle the truth. (laughs) <laughs> well, this is so much like when, you know, the, the mortgage crisis, um, you know, all of a sudden millions of mortgages in the United States had to do the short sale. Well, there was no one at the banks who knew how to do a short sale. There wasn't a short sale. Cool. Well, same thing at the SBA. There has never been a payroll protection program department or or you know leader until now. The entire infrastructure of the business side of this had to be built since Yep. They started giving away money. And so that's why, you know, it, we're, and we're, they did it through tens of thousands of banks. It's not even like they were administering. Right. All they did was make the regulations and guidelines. And then all these banks administered it and layered on all their shit. And yeah. then it was just crazy after that. Oh, one other huge thing, Alex, because you and I had a conversation about this. They have um, slapped the IRS on the hand and everything about the forgiveness now is fully tax deductible. Like there's okay, no, so that's so important. It will not be taxed on the forgiveness. Okay. So, so this is important to share. And this is probably the last detail we're going to have time for on this podcast, yeah. but this was something that I was really confused by and, and pretty offended by based on what the loan was supposed to do. What had happened is if you'd applied for a PPP loan in the first round, and you'd gotten money, the IRS was treating it as a taxable income event, as though you had gross revenue coming to your business, which really doesn't make sense if the intent of the loan was to help you offset expenses mm-hmm. and you were allowed to apply for the amount of the expenses. Now you're getting le- the, the amount less taxes. Mm-hmm. And so th- they are now making it 100% forgivable. You don't have to pay taxes on it, which is huge. So anybody yeah. got a PPP loan, it's all yours. Yeah. It's important. One little twist on that, just so people know, is it actually what they did was they found a backdoor, Alex, the the, uh, the SBA clearly said or the legislation clearly said, don't tax the forgiveness. So what they did was took away tax deductibility for the expenses and right. achieved the same end. And that's where the legislation came back and said, no. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Man, such a good update. Yeah, this was awesome. And we did about 20 minutes, which is exactly what we wanted to do. And awesome. so if you're uh, if you're watching this, um, go ahead and leave any questions that you have about the PPP loans here. Pam's going to come back and check this for us a couple times. And yep. um, my team will be taking a look as well. And then if you're listening to this on our podcast, um, go to the Sharfing community on Facebook and uh join. And then once you get in, um, you will be able to come in and ask questions of Pam as well. Plus you should be in the community. That's where I record all my podcasts live or most of the podcasts live and, uh, look forward to seeing you in there. And Pam, thanks for being here. I appreciate you like crazy. And Pam, if anybody wants to learn more about your fractional CFO service, where can they go? Pam P-A-M-P-R-I-O-R.com. 
Awesome. And so for anybody who's listening, um, like I said at the beginning of this, Pam is our outsourced or, or fractional CFO. She's, you know, we, we actually had pretty good accounting and finance when we found Pam. It was something I worked on for over a decade in my business, but she came in and even though we were in a good place, made it easier, made it more plain language, made it even simpler, more fun. I mean, I know that sounds yeah, cool. I love it. it is actually more fun. And uh, I just feel so much more clarity now. So if you are a running a business and you want financial advice, not, not bookkeeping or, um, you know, accounting, that's different. That's people who put the numbers in the right place. Pam comes in and looks at all the work they did and makes it easier for you to understand what's going on. And there's very few people out there like her. So go to uh, go to her website, check her out. She's amazing. And uh, thanks for being here, everybody. We'll see you the next time. Thanks Love so you. much. Appreciate you.